Grace be to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. I ask you to turn your attention to our gospel reading for this morning, Jesus' parable of the great banquet that reminds us that God has invited us to a feast. Pray. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable to you, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So I was thinking about Jesus' parable. I couldn't help but be reminded about how many times God graciously invites us, invites us to come and be in his presence, invites us to come and get from him the things that we really need. Maybe you can think of some of those. Maybe the one that pops into your mind first is the gracious invitation that Jesus gives. You probably have it memorized. Come unto me, all you who are weary burdened, and I will give you rest, rest for your soul. John's Gospel tells us that at one of the great feasts of the Old Testament, Jesus stood up in the temple courts and called out to everyone, If anyone is thirsty... Let him come to me and drink. That invitation isn't just there from the words of the mouth of Jesus in the New Testament. God spoke his invitation already in the Old Testament through the prophet Isaiah. Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without cost. He repeats that wonderful invitation again in the last chapter of Revelation. The Spirit and the Bride say, Come. Let him who hears say, Come. Whoever is thirsty, let him come. And whoever wishes, let him take the free gift of the water of life. What a gracious and loving God we have. That he would invite us to feast with him. We're not his equals. We're not even his co-workers. We're his lowly servants. What master invites his servants to eat at his table? God does. As we reminded a couple weeks ago, there isn't anything that we have done or could do that would require God to repay us. We're not just his servants, we're his unworthy servants, we're his ungrateful servants. We grumble and complain all the time about things that he does. We're always looking for excuses to be lazy, not to do the things that he asks us to do. We're constantly disobeying his rules, rules that he gave that were intended to protect us and to bless us. We're his unfaithful, unworthy servants. Instead of inviting us to a feast with him, he should send us off to prison and lock the door and throw away the key forever. What does he do? Over and over and over again, he invites us to a feast. It's not a potluck. You don't have to bring anything. It's all provided. It's a feast. It's not cheap stuff. It's not ramen and box mac and cheese and hot dogs. It's the richest affair, Isaiah says. It's the feast of choice food. 
a feast of the best wines with the best cuts of meat and the finest of wines. Despite our natural enmity against God, our natural rebellion against God, he still invites us. He wants us to come to his feast. For those he called to do it, he sends out the formal written invitation in his word. The invitation says, the ruler of all that exists, the master of the universe, the one holy, righteous, and loving and gracious God, requests that you come to a feast with him. Everything's provided. You don't have to bring anything. Just come. And then, when the day of the feast arrives, he sends out the notice again. He says, come, for everything is now ready. Those who had received that gracious invitation ahead of time in the word, and those who heard the news, the notice that everything was ready, come, drop everything, it's time. They all began alike to make excuses. The first one told him, I bought a field and I need to go and see it. I ask you to excuse me. Another one said, I bought five yoke of oxen and I'm going to try them out. I ask you to excuse me. Still another said, I just got married so I am unable to attend. All alike made excuses. It wasn't a single one in the parable anyone that made it important. Everything else in their life was more important than responding to the invitation and coming to the feast. Who would do that? Who would pass up such a wonderful opportunity? Well, we know who it was directly mentioned in the parable. Basically, it was the Jewish leaders and the Pharisees. They had heard God's invitation through the word and through John the Baptist and then now through Jesus. That final notice is being given. Come to the feast. Everything's ready. The kingdom of God is among you. But they ignored the invitation and some excused not even politely. Oftentimes we're like them because the parable is, at least at this point, talking to people like you and me, right? People who have that written invitation from God, his word, who have easy access to that word. We have the Bible on our bed table. We have the devotion book out on our kitchen table. Maybe even have the Bible app that pops up a notification that says, here's your reading plan, you're so far behind, catch up. Got all those opportunities to hear God's word. The church bells are ringing, the doors are open. The Holy Spirit is saying, come to the feast. Come and dine on the best word, best food possible. The word of God. The only food that can satisfy your longing to have peace with God. The only drink that can satisfy your desire, your thirst for being right with God. We all make excuses, don't we? I'm running late. Can't be late for school or work. I can't feast on God's word today. I'm behind on the project. If I don't get it in on time, I might get a bad grade. I might 
even lose my job, I can't feast on God's word today. I just had to stay up late and watch that movie or party with my friends, and so, well, I can't feast on God's word today. I have to watch the news. Got to check Facebook and see how many likes I got. Can't feast on on God's word today, and the list goes on and on, doesn't it? How does God respond when he gives his gracious invitation? Come to the feast. And everyone makes excuses and it's ignored. Well, we're told the master was angry. We hear at the end of the parable. The master is so angry that he says, none of those men who were invited will taste my banquet. Those words remind us, in the Old Testament, God shut the door of the ark. And as the rain was coming down and the waters were coming up, the invitation had been given. Noah is a preacher of righteousness, he's called. And that invitation was ignored until it was too late. Or it reminds us of similar parables of Jesus where it says the door to the banquet hall was shut and those who weren't ready and came later and knocked on the door, they're told, sorry, the pastor doesn't know you. It's not going to be opened. God is a loving and gracious God. He has provided a way of salvation for free to all. He sends out his invitation through his word. Most read book in history. Here's invitation, TV and radio. God's word is out there. God's saying, come to the feast. I want you to be here with me. When the time comes for that best feast ever, the feast is finally ready. Jesus is coming in the clouds of heaven or will eventually be shut. Those who continue to either take for granted or to ignore or make excuses for his invitation, they won't get to taste of the feast. They made other things their priority. God has invited you to his feast. He has made sure that you received his invitation at your baptism. He's made sure you've heard it over and over again, all those times that you've had opportunities to hear and to read and study the Word. He gives you Jesus' body and blood together with the bread and wine and the sacrament to make you sure, no shadow of a doubt, that you're invited. He wants you at His feast. Your sins, all of those polite excuses... All those times where you ignored his word and whatever other sins you have, they're washed away in the blood of Jesus. They're all covered by the righteous robe of Jesus' perfection. Our gracious Lord is also determined that every chair at his banquet, at his feast, is filled even though he's angry with those who rejected his written invitation, he doesn't give up. He says to those who he's called to do it, go out quickly into the streets and alleys of the town and bring in here the poor, the crippled, the blind, the lame. The servant said, Master, what you commanded has been done and there's still room. Then the master said to the servant, 
Go out into the highways and hedges and urge them to come in so that my house may be filled. It says to you and to me, who know by God's grace that the feast represents this offer that he gives us, the offer of forgiveness through the word and the sacrament. And that that final notice is a foreshadowing of the last day. He says to you and to me, Go out quickly. There still is room. God wants all to be saved. He wants everyone, regardless of ethnicity, regardless of social standing, he wants everyone to hear the invitation. Everyone to be invited to his feast. Go out quickly and urge them to come. Let them hear the urgency in your voice. Let them hear that this world that they think is so important, it's not going to last forever. Let them hear that whatever other thing they think is a priority at the moment isn't as important as hearing that invitation and listening to God in his word. Let them know that only those who trust that their sins are forgiven in Jesus will get to feast with the Father through all eternity. Be allowed to dine on the choicest food in the presence of the Lord forever. Everyone else will be shut out. They'll never get a taste of his banquet. What a gracious and loving God we have. We have received by his grace that written invitation to come to his feast. We've heard it in his word, through the gospel and word and sacrament. It's the most coveted invitation you could ever have. A better invitation, more coveted than being invited to an audience with the Queen, having lunch with famous people, Warren Buffett, whoever it might be. There's no way we deserve it. Yet in his mercy and grace, he says, come. Nothing you have to bring, nothing you can bring. Everything's provided. Jesus says, put your name on the list. You can't afford to buy the clothing that you would need to be in the presence of the king of the universe. Don't worry about it. You have the clothing of Jesus. You have his robe of righteousness. Everyone who's been baptized into Christ is wearing that robe of righteousness already, right now. So don't take God's gracious invitation for granted. Don't make excuses. It's only through what he's done for us that we can sit at that feast with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and all believers of all times and enjoy the richest affair for all eternity. And filled with gratitude and joy that God would invite us, quickly go and share urgently that invitation with as many as you can. The Spirit and the Bride say, Come. Let him who hears say, come. You're invited to a feast. It's all free. Don't let that fool you. It's the richest affair. Don't ignore the invitation. Don't delay. It's a matter of eternity. Amen. Please stand. Peace of God that passes all understanding shall keep your heart.